You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Faith is our response to God's word. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Look, if you have ever hoped for something, if you ever hoped for something, faith is the tangibility of that hope. We've defined hope. We've said what hope is. Hope is the confident expectation of good. Hope is the pictures that we have. Hope is the pictures that we see. So if you have ever hoped for something, if you have ever hoped for something that you expect to come to life, faith is a substance. It's what gives it substance. Without faith, it just remains as hope. It just remains as a picture. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I can hope to get healed. I can hope to be rich. I can have pictures. Let me put it this way. Using, we're not just talking about the natural hope. I can have pictures of being healed. I can have pictures of money. Amen. It can just remain pictures in my mind without faith. Amen. It can just remain, it can just remain as the pictures, the things I'm holding or the things I'm just thinking of without faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, don't, don't worry, we'll, 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 we'll do some more. I'll get some more things and then I, I believe we're just building. So let's just go gradually. So it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. The second thing too that I want to see here is that it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, there must be something you're hoping for, for faith to work. Amen. So, just say, I'm in faith, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. Sometimes, and sometimes even, you know, sometimes you're talking to some people. Or, or, or let, let, let me let me say this. You know, Reverend always says this, that um, he only knows about himself. He doesn't know about somebody else's faith. Like, oh, he says it jokingly, but he's also serious. You know, like, if if you've been around Reverend, when Reverend, try, Reverend likes to drive himself. Reverend will usually drive himself. Even if he's sitting with the best driver in the world, most of the time, he will drive himself. Except on rare occasion, uh, uh, well, I've not been in Abuja for a while, so maybe he has changed. But you always make a joke. You say, ah, you say, I don't know about, I don't know what, what your faith is. So it's my faith that me I know. So I know what I'm trusting. I know what I'm believing. Uh-huh. Let me drive myself. Uh-huh. My faith covers for all of us. But you see, is that what I'm saying is that there must be something that you have a picture of for faith to. Plenty grammar, well, I'm trying not to grammar. But there must be something that you're, you're in hope for, for faith to substantiate. Amen. There must be, you must have a picture. You can't just say, you, you can't just, uh, why, 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 what I'm saying is that, you know, sometimes I've had, it has happened so many times. Sometimes we hear of a believer, for instance, we have a believer involved in an accident and dies. And then you say, ah, this person was a strong man of God. What happened? Why did the person die? Amen. See, you don't know what the person believes, and you don't know what the person is confessing. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, recently I was talking about one man of God that died some years ago, very prominent man of God that died some years. I'm not mentioning his name. I'm not talking of. I was talking about a very prominent man of God that died. But I asked, Kai, that man's death was painful and all that. Then I was talking, and, and a brother in church, okay, Val, Val said, "No, Pastor," he said. The moment his message changed and he started talking one way, 
that he said some particular things. He said, I started saying that just a matter of time, this man will go. So because he kept started talking about his work is done, he has finished what he's doing. He, he started really it was just a matter of time. <laughs> he you say your work is done. What else are you doing? You're gone. Amen. So you, you know the point I also make is that that also don't look at by, by the side. See, don't look at other people as a measure yardstick of faith. Say, ah, see, eh, you know, some years ago, um, many years ago, when um, Archbishop went to be with the Lord, you know, the immediately I heard about it, I said, oh God, oh God, no, 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 no. You know what I was worried about? My mom I said, God, this is an international something. So there's no way she will hear. I said, God, I don't want her to, oh God, how do I handle it? So I came home. Truly, as I expected, I said, hey, did you hear that that bishop is dead? I said, yes. Ah, oh. hey, that man can die. I said, yes, he died. I said, ah, who? Said, I can't remember what she said. I said, mommy, I don't want you thinking like this. I said, he died. It doesn't negate God's word that with long life, God satisfies you and shows you salvation. If, because he didn't live. I said, I don't know what it was. I don't know what his deal with still was with God. I don't know what happened. I don't know what, what it was. And I'm not even bothering my head with it. I'm standing on God's word that says I have long life and I'm living long. I want you to start thinking like that and start talking like that. I don't want to hear any of this again. So, mm, so, thank you. But if somebody like that can just die, don't use somebody else's. No matter who, no matter how powerful you feel, no matter how out there you feel the person is in faith, don't use their faith. Learn from their faith. But don't use their faith to judge or has a yardstick of faith. Especially if they do not, if, if their, if their, let me say, their life, it does, or whatever happened to them or whatever is happening to them does not align with scriptures. Amen. So what I'm saying, faith is the substance of things hoped for. There must be something, there must be a picture that you have in your mind for faith to work. Faith doesn't just work in a vacuum. Just, oh, I'm in faith, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. You say, uh, um, um, what are you in faith for? Ah, I'm just in faith. God can, God can do anything. No. What I, you must be in, you must have a picture. It says it's the substance of things hoped for. Amen. And you see, also, in mental sense, sometimes that's where the problem is. Because I'm just blindly saying I'm in faith. Yes, God can do anything. But what do you want? We talked about this some time ago in uh, one of our teachings. When when Jesus was asking, just we meet somebody, or we just met a blind man, and blind man says, "Have mercy on me." I just say, "What do you want me to do for you?" Amen. Like we said, "Hello, I'm blind. What do blind people want?" Hello, I don't know. Some blind people want money, but there had to be. What was he? What was his hope? That was what faith substantiated in his life. Hallelujah. Um, so it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I also say, um, okay, let, let, let's look at, give me an amplified. Give me an amplified. It says now faith is the assurance, confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith, perceiving 
as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Amen. He says, faith is the, is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. Now let's look at that word title deed. I was looking at, um, um, the dictionary definition. It says, the title deed is a document containing or constituting evidence of ownership. It's a document containing or constituting evidence of ownership. So, let's use a very typical example. You get a land. You buy a land or you acquire a land. However, amen. We're receiving properties. So, you don't have to buy. You can acquire a land. You can inherit a land. You can be given a land. However, you, you get a land. Now, suppose you get a land. Um, let's Let's um, make it a little bit difficult. Supposing you acquire a land in Abuja. You've never been there. Somebody, let's, who, who is credible? Okay, let's use Reven. Reven calls you and says, um, yeah, okay, let's do a very good one. You know, during camp meeting, there is um, something to be won. Imagine that this year is that whoever comes from Fukuoka wins, blah, blah, you get a piece of land in Abuja. Now, when you get the land, when, when on that day, you know, probably what will be presented to you is the document of the land. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, if you open it, you get the lawyer, everything's there, the CFO, the title, the whatever, all the things that are supposed to be. Can you, with that document, do you have a land? Do you have a land? Have you seen it? But why do you say you have a land? You have the title deed. So, you know what you carry about? What you hold on to till you see the land is the title deed. That's what you hold on to till you see the land. Some people will not even see the land and say, probably they say the land is in Metama or it's in Asokoro. Good land. Amen. I carry to the, I carry my document. I don't even need to see the land. I carry my document to the bank. And I go, I use as collateral. Amen. Even the bank will not go and check out the land. They will just check the papers. Confirm that the papers are real. The papers are genuine. And guess what? They do business with you. It says faith is the title deed of the things we hope for. Amen. It's a title deed of the things we hope for. I know the way English defines it. says it's a document containing or constituting evidence of ownership. So faith is the document. Is a document containing or constituting what? Evidence of ownership. This is what I hold on. This is my evidence that I, I, I am healed. This is my evidence that all my needs are met. This is my evidence that there is a mighty supply for me. Amen. It's not the money in the bank. It's not how I'm feeling. It's not what I have. It's not what I can perceive. Let's go on. It says, being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. So, the conviction of my, of my, of my reality is faith, not what I see. 
He says, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That's what I like. What is revealed to the senses. It's revealed to the five physical senses. It's revealed to your eyes, what you can see, what you can touch, what you can smell, what you can hear. I cannot feel all those things. But by faith, I know I have it. And that's what I hold on to. In spite of my physical senses. In spite of what is revealed to the physical senses. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why I said, uh, I said earlier on that faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. Faith is the response of our spirit to God's word. Amen. Now, let's, let's go a little further. Um, give me, let's go, we read to verse three. It says, by faith, faith, trust, and holy. Just go back to New Kingdoms. Let's not, um, let me not shoot too many times. It says, by it, what is it? By faith, by it, the elders obtained a good report. So it says, how the elders obtained the good report was by faith. And then he went on to list all the elders, how they obtained all the things that the elders did. But basically, see, lay down foundation, it says, they obtained a good report by faith. So if you're going to obtain a good report, if you're going to obtain good, um, what other word for report? If you're going to be marked right, if you're going to be, is by faith. Glory to God. Now, so, I mean, almost immediately begins to do something. Verse three. Go to verse three. He says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not, were not made of things which do appear. You know, immediately he starts talking about how faith works, how faith operates. He says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So he says that things were framed, this world was framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. This world was framed by the word of God. This world, it says, faith gave the world structure. Amen. Remember the story of creation. I'm not, I'm not really going to do that because I don't want to. But remember the story of creation. There was nothing. God spoke those things into existence. So, first thing that we see, after defining what faith is, he's telling us, begin to tell us how faith works. Through faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You know, funny thing, one interesting thing I saw there. He says, through faith, we understand that the world, the world is seen. Amen? He says, we're framed by the word of God. The word of God is not seen. The words we speak are not seen. How many of us, as you're speaking, you're seeing words? As I'm speaking now, you're seeing words. You just, you hear it. You don't see it. He says, so that the things which are seen, the words, were, f- were not made out of things which do appear. The word. Amen. It's not what you see that frame, that, that, that gives structure to, 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 to what you have been faith for. It's what you are seeing. Amen. 
What are we saying when we talk about faith? What are you saying? Even God framed the world, gave God structured the world by his words, by speaking words. Glory to God. So we see immediately that faith is activated, faith is released by speaking words. Glory to God. Faith is released, faith is activated by speaking words. Now, that is why whatever you are saying will show whether you are in faith or not in faith. Amen. I've been, I've been, I've been confessing God's word. I've been speaking it. I don't know why the money is not coming. I don't know why the money didn't come. Eh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. That is not faith speaking. That is not faith speaking. Because God didn't say, we didn't read that, um, God, because from theologists all that, they say that the world was framed, the devil, the whole thing was destroyed, and God came back and began to recreate. That's the, the gap between, um, chapter, verse, verse one and verse two. I don't know if that is correct. I don't know if that's true. But let's, let's even take that. God didn't come on the scene and start complaining about it. God spoke. God spoke. And God kept speaking until he saw what he wanted. You see, the Bible said that, and God said, this and this and this and this, and God saw that it was good. Amen. I will, I will use my human logical reason. Probably not that way, but it's probably that God continued to speak until, God continued to speak until he fine-tuned it to see that it was good. It was not that God just said it and then um, he just left it. No, God continued speaking until he got the world that he wanted. Amen. We're going to continue to speak until we get the world we want. Let's backtrack. In Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 35. Let's look at something here. He says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which had, which has hat in New King James, great recompense. Lucky, my prayer has been answered though. Stop. Is it my prayer now that is doing all this? <laughs> for you have, you have need of endurance. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Go on. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Because, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Amen. You know, and um, 39, verse 39. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. Now, you know, I, 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 I was reading, because of my study, I was I just reading back and forth, and this really blessed me. Let's go back to 35. I'll read it in a note I have. He says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Amen. Do not, no, hold on there. He says, do not cast away your confidence, which 
has great reward. You know, I, I looked at the, the words, the word confidence. Very interesting. Confidence. One of the definition or one of the the Greek is something of it. It says freedom in speaking. It says so. Look, listen to this. Therefore, do not cast away your freedom in speaking, which has great reward. Great reward. Um, Old King James says great recompense. He says payment of wages due. Therefore, do not cast away your freedom of speaking, which has what great great payment of wages due. So what does it say? Don't stop speaking. Amen. Things have happened, and, and truly, things happen. The devil throws things that, and all his intention or all his aim is to stop you from speaking. Don't stop speaking until you get what you want. Until you get what your wages, the wages due. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't stop speaking. Don't let anything stop hold your mouth from speaking. You keep speaking. You keep speaking. Amen. He says, don't cast away your freedom of speaking, which has great, what? Great payment of wages due. What do you expect? Don't stop speaking it until you see it manifest. Amen. 36. 36. He says, For you have need of endurance. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. See, he says, You have need of endurance. What is endurance? You have need of staying power. You have need of just to stay in power. You are need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. See, you've done the will of God. Sometimes, a lot of times, people think that because I've done the will of God, it's automatic that it happens. But he's saying that you need endurance. You need that staying power so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You know what it shows to me? It means that sometimes, after you have done the will of God, some people have done the will of God, but they don't receive the promise. Why? Because they, they didn't have endurance. Because they didn't stay true. And staying in true is not that, it's not, uh, 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 you say, sit down and look now, dog name. It's not that you just sit down and don't be looking. No, it's that I, I am speaking, constantly speaking until I see it happen. I says, for you have need of endurance. That means this speaking I'm speaking is not that I say it once, and it, and it, it, it happens is that I probably may need to say it over and over and over and over and over and over again until I'm tired of saying it. Then I, I, I strengthen myself. I begin to say it over and over again until I receive the promise. You know, one thing I, one thing also I noticed is a lot of times scriptures, the word of God always encourages us to stay with it until we receive it. Stay with it until you receive it. Many times we start out. I, I don't know if we get there today. Many times we start out, and then along the way we just fizzle out. Then something happens again. Our faith is gingered, and then we start out again, and then we fizzle out. 
You can imagine somebody who is running a, a, a race. And then you run, 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 run. Just get somewhere. Maybe you're running um, um, a marathon. And then you just get somewhere. And ah, I bet I tire. I just rest. Let me rest small. You know, <laughs> talking about that. Uh, reminds me of one of my daughter's uh, um, um, the ra- ra- rabbit and so the rabbits, you know, the rabbit said I was faster and faster than any animal. And then the tortoise challenged him that let's go for a race. So the rabbit laughed and said, ah, well, I mean, all of us, we know just story from, from, but the children cartoon made it interesting. He said, let's go for a race. So when the race started, rabbit, pyaaah, took off. And then I was going far. I just said, ah, ah, tortoise is still crawling behind. He just laid down, ate carrots and slept off. Tortoise just kept Slow and steady, slow and steady, slow and steady. Was not only hearing noise because Tortoise was approaching the finish line that he got up, but it was already too late. Amen. You don't run a race like that. Amen. You continue until you get to the end. Glory to God. So he said, For you have need of patience, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. See. I am doing the will of God. Doing the will of God is staying in this world. I, for me to receive the promise, I must endure. Bible talks about he that endures to the end is the one that received the crown. I must endure. And enduring, I must keep saying what God is saying. I must keep saying, I must, I must, I must not allow anything to guard my freedom of speaking. Amen. Hallelujah. 37. 37. It says, for yet a little while, and he who will come, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. He says, I, you know, it's interesting. Just follow the, tra- the, 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 the train of thought. He says, for yet a little while, and he who, who is coming will come. He will not tarry. See, he's talking about Jesus. Let's follow it in context of what he's, he's, he's talking about now. He says, yet a little while, he who is coming, what is he who is coming? What are you, your expectation? He who is coming will come. He will not tarry. Amen. He will come. But you see, he's saying that, remember what he's saying from behind? You need endurance. You need to stay with it. Glory to God. You need to stay there. Amen. 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Amen. Hallelujah. The just shall live by faith. See, faith is not, uh, uh, like Pastor not said on Sunday, that uh, uh, um, really blessed me. He says, faith is a lifestyle. It's not a moment thing. Oh, a, ah, this is an opportunity to exercise faith. Put my faith to work. Uh-huh, it's done. I just go back to living my life anyhow. Then, then no, ah, I need to put faith to work for this. Oh, yeah, it's not, no, if faith is a lifestyle, all I began to say, faith is how we live. The just shall live by faith. It's a lifestyle. See, when you see, when you see faith as an option or an alternative, then you have problems. But when you know, when you see that, look, let's look at the illustration I've given. When you see breathing, Oxygen as an option or an alternative. You know you're in trouble. Say, I don't have to breathe today. It's only when I'm in, maybe when I have to do something strenuous. 
then I, I will now breathe. It won't last. I kind of forgot how long you say a person can last without um, oxygen. But you won't last. So faith is our way of living. I say that if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Glory to God. Straightforward. 39. But we are not of those that draw back to perdition, but of those who believe for the saving of the soul. We are those who believe for the saving of the soul. We are those who believe to the point where it affects our our will, our emotion, and our intellect. Amen. See, I've always said this, and I think I will keep saying it. You must allow, you must be in a place where you allow God's word to affect your will, your emotion, and your intellect. You must, God's word must affect your emotions. Don't say, no, eh, no, it's this, eh. God's word must affect your emotions. Maybe I'll I'll stay on this one a little when it comes to the soul. That's your emotional emotion of your soul. God's word must affect it. You can't, um, 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 because I'm feeling, I'm feeling depressed today. So I'm not going to live by faith. No, you will live by faith. God's word must affect your emotions and bring you out of that depression. Amen. If your emotion is stronger than God's word, then you have a problem. Because I'm telling you, there are times that you don't feel like what God's word says you are. Let me take over. There are times that, how many of us have been there? There are times you don't, you don't feel like you're righteous at all. Amen. But I am going to stand on God's word that God's word says, I am righteous. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am righteous. Amen. God's word must affect how you feel. God's word must be able to bring you to align with who and what God, who God says you are and what God says you have. Glory to God. Amen. So, from this, now it now goes into um, Hebrews 11 and then defines faith and then gives us the, the catalog of the heroes of faith. Amen. Then it goes to verse, two, verse chapter 12. Let's go to chapter 12 from verse 1. No. Okay, let's read from verse 1. It says, Therefore we also, since we have, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we are surrounded by people who have, um, who have accomplished things using their faith. Amen. And that's what he's saying here. We are surrounded by people who have accomplished, who have gotten results using faith. You know, sometimes, uh, um, um, we try to make our, our, our situation, we try to make our situation special. We try to make it look bigger than larger than life. You don't know what I'm going through. Pastor, you don't know what I'm, you know, I truly, <laughs> my small, small, small years of counseling. I've had that very well. <laughs> Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I say, yes, this was, <clears throat> Pastor, you don't, you, if you know what I'm going through, you will pity me. I, I'm not called to pity you. I'm called to point you to God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. We're surrounded by people who have used faith and have gotten results. So there's nothing you are going through today that we don't have example of people who have gone through it and have come out successful, come out victorious by faith. So it says, therefore, we also, 
since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance. It comes to endurance again, no? It's talking about endurance again. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There's a race that is set before us. See, let us run it with endurance. You know, I was thinking about, about this. He says, we're running the race with, the race that is set with endurance. We're running the, that race. And then it says that we should lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily, which so easily ensnares us. I've talked about it, but this, this evening, I've talked about it before, but this evening I'll just paint a picture. You know, Usain Bolt, I think he's still the fastest man in the world. I don't know. That's, I think he's still, well, he's still the name that I know. You know, when I was thinking about it, the, the fastest man in my time was Carl, Carl Lewis. Well, that one don't hold. But it's Usain Bolt now, so let's use it. You know, no matter how fast Usain Bolt is, eh, if he wears Agbada, if he wears Agbada and then carries, um, Two bags of cement, one here, one here. Amen. And he comes to run. Amen. Tamnara will beat him. Daphne will probably, no, Daphne will probably, Daphne. <laughs> okay. She said she will beat him. Amen. Why? He is, he's carrying weights. He's carrying, uh, 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 there's one translation that says encumbrances. Amen. You, 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 you know, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, the Roman something, I think it's pattern they call them. You, you, you know how they used to run? They ran, they ran. Sorry. But those, the top runners, they ran wearing tongues. You know what tongues are? It's not just pants, it's, it's, um, G-strings, <laughs> you know, this guy. I mean, it's, the least, actually, I, I, I read somewhere where they initially used to run naked. <laughs> Bring your minds back to church. <laughs> Bring your minds back to church. I guess that's why they, they, they invented tongues. But you see, they ran with the least of resistance. Everything to make sure that they could focus on their running. And that's why he said that you should lay aside all those things, these things that are weight, these things that can easily uh, 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 um, trip you. Get rid of them. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of weaknesses, we have borne testimonies of the truth. Let us strip off. Okay. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight. And that sin we so readily, deftly and cleverly clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patience, patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 2 is where I'm going to. Verse 2. It says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, the author of our faith, 
the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Now, let me read um, It says, looking unto Jesus. You know that what, the word translated looking. It says, it means to turn the eyes away from other things and fix them on something. So it says, to turn the eyes away from other things and fix them on something. It says, looking unto Jesus. Turn your face away from other things, from other things that distract, from other things that you can see, from the reality, the um, suppose reality of your situation and fix that eyes on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus to turn the eyes away from other things and fix them on something. So what, what are we fixing our eyes on? We're fixing our eyes on Jesus. I'll read that. that, that let me go on. It says, unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our feet. You know the word author? It says, the one that takes the lead in anything and thus affords an example. A pre, a predecessor. A predecessor in a manner, in a matter, a predecessor in a matter, a pioneer, the chief leader. So it says that you fix your eyes on Jesus, who is what? The pioneer. Let's speak one of those words. The pioneer of our faith. Amen. He's the pioneer of our faith. We can look on Jesus and see how Jesus did it. Now that, you know, that's what, what I want us to see here. Looking onto Jesus, the pioneer of our faith, the one who set a precedence for us. Amen. So, we're looking onto him. And then it says, the finisher of our faith. It says, the one who has in his own person raised faith to its perfection and so set before us the highest example of faith. So in his own standard, he has raised faith to perfection. Remember what I said initially that um, 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 don't look at any human as a standard for faith. Amen. But we look at Jesus. He's telling us to look at Jesus to look at Jesus and see how he did it. Amen. And it's because of studies that when I really saw this. Because he's saying that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And then he tells us how Jesus did it so we can follow in his step. Amen. What is it? He says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Come, endurance is coming in again. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross? Amen. What is he saying? There was something Jesus was looking at to be able to endure the cross. That's why he went through the cross. That's why he went through that ugly experience. He didn't have his eyes on the experience. As harrowing as it was, the weeping was during Easter. We watched that, we watched the Passion of the Christ, how Jesus was weeping. And, and we were told that, that that's not even a, 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 a complete representation of it. I mean, but by the time they were finished with Jesus, he didn't look like a human. 
His bones were showing. All his flesh was ripped off of his body. He was a horrible sight to behold. Why did, and he was not, he didn't do all that. He didn't go through all that with supernatural powers. He went through all that as man. Why would he want to subject himself to all that? And how was he able to withstand all that? The joy that was set before him. The joy is you and I. But that joy that was set before him, this is what I, this is what I will get at the end. He says he endured the cross. He was able to go through all that because his eyes were not on it. His eyes was on the joy. He says he endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Eventually it happened. Do you know if for any moment, if for any moment, Jesus had taken his eyes off that joy and looked at what he was going through, the story would have been different today. The story would have been different today. That is how Jesus did it. Scripture says, look at Jesus. This, look at how Jesus did it and follow in his example. You're going to follow in his example. You're going to despise the pains. Despise, look down on it. You know what it means to despise? When you say you despise somebody. Say, I, I came in, I was despised at that uh, um, office. I just came in, just looked at me, looked me up and down. Said, Kai, I will never go there again in my life. Amen. Despise, look down on it. This kind of all this trouble I'm going through now, what for now? Now I'm not even getting anything to do. Jesus. He despised, you're going to despise the shame. You're going to despise everything that is happening. Your eyes are focused on Jesus. Your eyes are focused on what he has said. Your eyes are focused on the promise. Your eyes are focused on the joy that is set before you. So you set a joy before you. And where do you get your joy? From God's word. God's word, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. I said that has joy before me. My eyes are focused on it. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Not I am going to be healed. I was healed. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. But he supplies. He is constantly supplying. My eyes are focused on that. Not on what I'm going through. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how Jesus did it. And that's what scripture is admonishing us. The Hebrews 12 is admonishing us that we look on to Jesus. And see how he did it and follow him in steps. Glory to God. Looking on to Jesus. We take our eyes off all the things that we see. We take our eyes off our eyes off all the things that look like that looking real that are real let me use the word this way that we take our eyes off all the things that are real to our physical senses and we keep our eyes on the word of god remember what i said also faith is the the the, the, the response of the human spirit to god's word faith is the response of the human spirit to god's word is the response of our spirit to what god has said 
We don't, we don't engage God's word using our physical senses. Amen. But we must engage God's word to the point where it affects our, that begins to affect our physical senses. Amen. Hallelujah. So because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Your faith is sustained by what you're looking at. Your faith is sustained by what you're looking at. See, you must be looking at something to sustain your faith. You must be looking at the joy that is set before you. must set a joy before you to sustain your faith. Hebrews 11.1, don't, don't, don't turn there. Remember it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. There must be something that you're hoping for, for faith to substantiate. Amen. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? What are you paying attention to? Glory to God. Let's learn to focus on, and where do we get, where do we get the pictures that we focus on? We get them from God's word. Amen. We get them from God's word. What has God said? What has God promised us? Has God promised healing? Healing and health? Then we can hold on to that and we can set it as a joy before us. Has God promised our needs being met? Yes. Then we can hold on to that. We can set it as a joy before us. Has God promised us long life, longevity, protection and deliverance? Then we can set that as a joy before us. We can hold on to that. So we find, where we find our pictures, where we get our pictures from, I, I think I said it, was it last week? Or I, I think last week I said it. I said the Bible, actually, we can actually look at the Bible or consider the Bible to be a catalog. You know what the catalog is? You want to, you want to, um, before you go into shop to buy something, you browse through, they have a catalog, you have a book, you go, go through it, and you browse, and you see all that you like, you make your picks. You know, on, these days we have online catalogs. Make your picks. You say, okay, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one, I like. You can, you can actually experience the product. You can see what the product is. You can have a, you can have a, a, a feel of the product from the catalog before you will see and then place an order for it. Amen. God's word is like a catalog for us. We go through God's word and oh, there's healing here. Oh, there's health here. I can live life of health. I can live, I can live 120 years old. My eyes are not dim. My physical strength is not abated. Oh, that's how Moses, Moses lived like that. I can live it too. I can live that all my needs are met according to God's riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I can live that, uh, 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 um, I come into a place and God's favor is upon me and I'm, fav- I'm the most favored person in that place because I see the life story- from the story of Joseph that all the negatives that were thrown against him always turned around to work for his good. I, I can browse this from God's word and then I, I have a picture that my faith will work on. Amen. We stay with God's word. We stay in God's word. I, 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 you know, that, that explains for me why someone like Ken Hagin would say that he never, that he never prayed a prayer that was never answered. And he gave the reason. He said he never rushed into praying for about anything. That because sometimes he takes, he, t- he will take days or weeks just spend time meditating on God's word, staying in God's word, staying in God's word, staying in God's word. You know what he's doing? He's painting the picture. He's clarifying the picture. He's, 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 Getting the correct picture. And once that settles in his heart, once that dawns in his heart, then he speaks the words of power and it is done. Amen. You know, some of us are like, it's like, 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 you're going browsing through the catalog. 
and then you say, oh, I like this one. No, I, 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 I think I like prefer this one. No, I 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 no, I think this one is nicer. No, I think this one is nice. No. Amen. But you must come to a place where you say, no, this is the one. Amen. I, 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 I need to do a little of that. When I want to buy a phone, I'm going up to recently. When I want to buy a phone, I go, I browse the phone, I look at the specs, I look at everything. Okay, this is the phone I want. Sometimes I buy the phone, and, uh, okay, maybe I should have bought something better, higher than this or something. But I, by the time I'm going to pick the phone, or by the time I'm getting the phone, is is what is according to the specs. Amen. We browse God's word until we get our specifications. Amen. Then we hold on to it until we see it come to pass. Um, when we talk about it, I'm trying to stop talking. Um, we talked about um placing an order for something. Amen. Now, how many of us have, has ever happened? You place an order for something, all this online something, Jumia and all that. You place an order for something, then they brought the thing. I saw what you place the order for. Amen. What <laughs> so My wife ordered the this tent net. This size, I think one of them supposed, supposed to be the biggest size. Blah blah blah. The thing that came was. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You. See, until you see it in God's word, then you stay in faith until it comes. So when the other things are coming, I, 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 I think one of, because I think they have a return policy, they have a number of days, but by the time she was checking it, we were checking it, the return policy time had expired, so we couldn't return it. <laughs> but is that, if you can, and if it's in civilization that works, I can keep returning until I get what I want. Until I get the correct specification of what I want. From God's word, we can browse and see what God says we have. And we can stay in faith until we get what we want. Glory to God. And the assurance that we can always get what we want is because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Jesus has paid a full for it. Jesus has paid the price completely, totally. Heaven is satisfied with the price that Jesus paid. Even hell cannot gain say the price that Jesus paid because to hell it was even an overpayment. So hell has no mouth in this matter. And the earth has no other option but to yield to us. Hallelujah. And it's because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.